0: The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy. This particular podcast is in response to quite a few people that I've been working with over the last couple of months and more particularly where we are finding several people are talking about being unhappy or feeling challenged and specifically as that dreaded C word with a number at the end, COVID-19, you guessed it has created certain challenges for people. But realistically, when we're looking at it, life is life. Things happen and it is certainly working on being adaptable. But really a bigger thing is to make choices and that we drive our choices. We select them. We think about, we choose what we're going to think or feel, not be on automatic pilot. So the title for today's podcast is Change and Good Child, Bad Child. We have done some of this before, but it does go into a different dimension. And the reason I want to do this podcast and get it out there around this time is simply because we are finding that people are challenged with the many changes that have been taking place. More specifically, when we are looking at good child, bad child, it's the physiological and the emotional effects that take place as we grapple with the good child, bad child mindset. So what we are wanting to do is to assist you with your well-being and management of life to get the very best out of it, both from a physical and an emotional plane. The thoughts today is going to be focused on being a good child. Basically, how that in itself can make unhappy adults. Now, this quote is directly taken from a book entitled Thresholds of the Mind by Bill Harris. It's a 2007 book and references to pages 87 to 88. There is a paragraph that features in my program that I'm going to be delivering mid-year called Your Life, Your Journey. And this particular uh, quote that I'm going to uh, offer you is included and debated quite at depth in that particular program. So let me read you the first of the paragraph because the direct quote is one of interest. Bill Harris says, There is no doubt that some people have a hard time adjusting to change than others. These people emerge from childhood with the legacy that leaves them shortchanged, a lower threshold for what they can handle. So, they getting out of the quote for a moment. People generally feel that they are being shortchanged about their life, and more particularly where change is thrust upon them. So, let's go back into the quote. Part of this lower threshold is tied to certain attitudes we adopt during childhood. One of the most debilitating of these is what Dr. L. Siebert has called the good child syndrome. Have you spent a lifetime, should be on yourself, looking around and seeing other people doing things that you can't do? The advice offered here is, and this is, is in inverted commas, you should make a list of all the things you should do and examine whether you really want to do them. Now, that's the end of the quote. Now, this is really important because often the good child has, from the very beginning of their life, wanting to be the good child, actually doing things what others want them to do, not what they choose to do. So therefore, they become followers They do what they believe others are expecting of them. Is this you? So what we'd like you to do is to spend some time looking at the thought process, thinking about this thought process, because there is a major relevance here. And more particularly, where people struggle with being adaptable, being able to make changes and feel comfortable with changes, or perhaps stepped outside of what we consider to be the norm and be comfortable doing so or being totally trapped within this should be or the must haves or have got to do mindset. So imagine, if you will, if you're one of these people, the freedom that you could feel by simply making your own choice for no other reason than you want to, not feeling like you have to in order to be compliant. You see, folks, life is really basically all about your choices, your ability to adapt to changes, to choose your emotions But as we become older and if we are entrenched in the I should be doing this and I should be doing that or I must do this and I must do that because this is what the status quo says, then really you are wasting your 86,400 seconds. You see, your life is in seconds, 86,400 seconds, just like that ticking clock. It doesn't go any faster or slower. It just ticks second by second. Yet we must consider that with every movement of that sweeping hand that you are one second closer to your departure from this planet. So do you think it might be time to make choices for you, what you want to do, what you would like to think, how you would like to behave? Therefore, if we focus on the importance of each of these sections and mindfully engage which each, with each of the seconds as they tick by and we get the very best out of them, then we're getting the very best out of life. Then you are valuing the life that basically you've been given. Too often, we find ourselves, as I said previously in the open paragraph, in the should-be concept. I have to do this, or I should do that, or I am locked into what other people's rules and regulations are about your life. Parents may have you feeling you must do this and you must do that. But you may be now in your 40s and 50s but still doing it and never once thinking, what would you like? Constant conforming to other people's requirements is really not an acceptable way to be living. So we do require a different thought process. Breaking free of the chains that bind us the should-haves, the must-dos, can lead to a more peaceful and happy life. Peacefulness and happiness within. Contentment. You see, within clinical practice, I find many people have spent a very unhappy life and have continued that unhappy life all the way into adulthood because they have been conforming to what other people have expected of them. And as they get older, these behaviours are now in a pattern. They're now a habit. So, if we look at the quote that I previously read, it is time perhaps to think about shaking the shackles of conformity. It could be something that you may start to work on quietly and slowly and if you do, you can achieve an excellent outcome. Your physicality and your emotionality can benefit. Setting a goal to sit back and make a list of all the things that you do because you feel you must because someone else says so and then highlighting those shoulds, and saying, do I really want to do that? Do I really need to do that? Do I really have to do that? At the end of the day, it is your 86,400 seconds. And to get the best out of your life, your time on this planet is for you to make choices. Because, you see, that's one thing that you've got control over. You can take control. You can take charge again. Or could there be another journey that you can take asking yourself, what would cater to my soul? What would cater to my contentment and happiness? What would cater to my peacefulness? What would get me eager about my time on this planet? What could I do to be enthusiastic about? Well, the list can go on and on and on. Maybe a few examples can be offered here that has been noted by students from the Your Life, Your Journey course as well as from my clients. One lady was told that playing the piano was a total waste of time because she would never actually be any good at it. She'd never make any money from it, so even why would she ever think about doing it? Her family were very career-minded. Or she could basically be at school and realistically get as marks as she can and find something where she could actually make a living. This person is seventy one years of age and what is a, a such a travesty is that she never played the piano up until seventy-one. She then came in and did a your life your journey program and when we reach the section of the program where we are now, actually looking at making decisions from the mindfulness practice concept and not habit forming, looking at the past she realised she still had a love and yearning to play the piano, although she also loved listening to anything that would have piano featuring as a musical instrument. So at 71 years of age, she learned the piano. She was dedicated to doing the very best she could with stiff and arthritic fingers. Well, folks, what is absolutely amazing was Enid this is her name, was that basically as she worked through playing the pianos, her fingers started to loosen up as she practised on the keyboard. So she went to cash converters. She didn't spend too much money because she realised that the exercise and the movement of the fingers, although were helping with flexibility and reduced the pain and stiffness in the fingers, She may never get that good at it, so she thought she would get a keyboard. Well, she certainly got a keyboard and she kept playing. The pain and the stiffness in the fingers all started loosening up. So, there is a link to emotionality and physicality. The physicality and the emotionality came together because in her words, and I quote, she said i am in heaven as i learn the piano as i play i'm in heaven if heaven is anything like this i don't mind if i go tomorrow so she would say at the end of classes i'm going home to tickle the keyboard and help my arthritis isn't that interesting You see, the balance between physicality and emotionality came through doing something that she never ever did because she was told not to in the first place. It's astounding that there are so many people that are in this same boat. There are so many folks out there, so many of you, who are just like Enid. So you may find that you have been doing something day by day, week by week, year by year, because it was told you to you that you had to do it. A good person does such and such, where a good person doesn't do such and such. Supporting these judgments that people have, we basically learn to react in that negative way and put our needs on the back burner. So hopefully today for many, it will actually be something of the past. So please send me an email to Sandy, S-A-N-D-I at Sandy Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, all one word, dot com dot au. So that's Sandy at Sandy Rogers dot com dot au. Don't do what one lady did. She sent an email to Sandy at Sandy Rogers, all one word, dot com dot au. I hope you're all laughing out there, but this is true. This really did happen. She got very frustrated and she went on the website and then realized what she had done. So she sent me an actual email and told me, well, I did laugh for several days. I told her I was laughing with her, not at her. So just to avoid any of you doing that. So Sandy at sandyrogers.com.au. So let's go back. You may find that you've been doing, as I said, something day in, day out, year in, year out, and doing it because others think that it's a good idea. But you don't necessarily like doing it. So I want you to start revaluating, revaluing your life, and then evaluating and reconsider and assess against the importance and value that every second we have on this planet is the most important thing to be occurring and focus on the tick, tick, tick of that clock because each one of those seconds is bringing you closer to your departure. So grab a hold of every one and do in those seconds what you want. Life sorts itself out. So working out mindfully what you're going to do in each second to add, to, to basically value add value to life so we do a value add because of the importance of our life so being a good child and always doing what you're told to do and following this through to your day-to-day living all the way through to an as an adult often many times can really get you thinking to yourself that you don't enjoy doing half the things that you do but you should do it and therefore you'll be compliant you just roll on just roll with the flow I've been told I must do it, I must behave in a certain way. I'm told I shouldn't wear this, I shouldn't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, and I believe them. Well, as of today, stop and evaluate. So we know that basically the link between the physicality and the emotionality of individuals is intertwined. They cannot be separated. So what you feel, what you think, what you do, is what you will be. Now, I would like to share a quote. Uh, there's many people who are listed as being responsible for this particular quote. Um, there's probably about 20 people who say that they started it, and I'm not too sure who actually activated it from the beginning, but Reinhard Bonnke was probably one of the first uh, people that I heard um, as or, or read of saying this who says, fear is the dark room where people develop their negatives. So I'll repeat that. Fear is the dark room where people develop their negatives. Now think about the good child, the bad child. If you're going to, we're not asking you to be bad or a bad person. What we're saying is, we the, the thing about being the good child is, you know, do this to be good, you, do, you don't you do do that. You, you know, you always walk prim and proper. You don't run here, you don't run there, you... Um, you know, you don't interrupt or, um, you know, you accept what elders say without ever questioning. I mean, a lot of these sorts of things. So people can be quite fearful about change. So in this quote where it says, fear is the dark room where people develop their negatives. A lot of people recite that back to me. And I, I say to them, is this true? I don't believe it is. Because Fear was a choice. It is a word in the dark room. You're choosing the emotion of fear. Why not choose another emotion instead of fear? Why not if you're faced with making changes and initially you say, well, I'm a bit frightened about changes. Why can't you be eager or why can't you be, say, cautious? Maybe you could be wary, but you will do it. Because you see, words dictate the emotion so therefore don't work on negative words so that particular quote that's all over the internet and all over the place fear is the dark room where people develop their negatives take a step back and in the dark room where you're going to process and develop change and you want to recreate a new environment and turn multiple lights on choose what lights you're going to turn on to drill down and shine on what you want Slow, gradual, structured change is, yes, challenging, but not fearful because you don't have to choose that. Now, when we are looking further at authors and quotes, Mark Bunn, he is the fantastic author who wrote the book Ancient Wisdom says, Our emotions create our physical reality. Which is true. And he also states that happiness and contentment is preferred over a perfect diet. And he further states that all that we are is a result of what we have thought first and foremost. How important is this? What you think first and foremost. So go back to your thinking. You think I have to be a good child. No you don't. You can do what you want to do. Of course, we want you to be a nice person, but we don't want you to be conforming to be someone that you'd prefer to be someone else. Become the person that you want to become. Always working with honesty, decency, caring, and working to be valued in your community and doing the right thing by the people that everyone you come in contact with. Always do the right thing. Help as many people across the day as you possibly can. My father always used to say that when you go to bed at night time, saying prayers is probably a good thing, but he used to prefer that he would get us children to say, who have we helped today? And if we hadn't helped anyone that day, well, we needed to try and find two the next day to make up for that one. Always doing something for others. Having a caring, positive relationship with our community and people in it. So let's go back to Mark. Happiness and contentment is the preference for most people. People spend lots of time on perfect diets and all of that sort of stuff, but really at the end of the day, focus on everything to do to make you happy and content. And first and foremost, start thinking along that line. And from that particular point, when we are moving from there, it is absolutely mandatory to know That where you are now is not where you have to remain. So where you are today, right at this very moment, listening to this podcast, is not where you have to be in the next tick of the clock. You have choices and you can start reshaping those choices and making them into emotional and physical realities. That's important. Some people feel trapped and say they can't change because this is the way they've always been all of their life. Although, is that really true? The, they are the choices. You're the sum total of the choices that you've made. Start making different choices if you don't like who you are or how you feel or where you are or what you're doing. Work through processes to change. I use an analogy in the program Your Life, Your Journey about cultivating your mind is like cultivating a garden. You work with it, you design it, you cultivate and you fertilise to allow for growth and change. And you will be assisted to do that. If you join the Your Life, Your Journey program, anyone who's interested, let me know, but we'll be putting it out there to be starting around the middle of the year. Within there, we always talk about your choices, your journey, your destiny, because at the end of the day, folks, as I've said to you, it really is the ticking clock that we need to focus on. It's great to go to a cheap shop, say a reject shop, and find the cheapest clock in the place. They have the loudest tick and always have one on hand. So when you find that the world is running by and you're really out of control and you're really locked into lots of negatives, get that clock and sit and listen to it. And that really can wake you up to yourself, looking at it and going, there's my life ticking by. And really, in the bigger scheme of things, is whatever it is that I'm concerned about that important? Probably not. So there we are folks with our program for today your life your journey bringing you the good child the bad child concept starting to make choices about your journey make choices about who you want to be what you want to do where do you want to go what do you want to achieve And then if you're interested in the Your Life, Your Journey program, you will get 70 pages of a workbook and there will be three one-hour live sessions that will basically be going into the program as well as lots and lots and lots of data and information. So we are hoping to launch that particular program To you, somewhere around about July August of 2021, and the investment for that program is only 550 dollars. It is usually 950 dollars, but it is only 550. So just let me know if any of you are interested. Again, Sandy at sandyrogers.com.au. So folks, until next time, please find happiness in every moment. Enjoy what you do for no other reason than you choose to. It's been lovely presenting for you and hopefully we can get people excited about where they want to be, who they want to be, where they want to go and I'd love to hear your stories. Take care. The Natural Way with Sandy Dr Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival The natural way, the past guides us to well-being.